Welcome to another Monday night edition of Trice Talk Mini Pod for uh, July the 12th, 2020, 2021. It is, I think. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is 2021. Um, I'm your host, travel guide, if you will, Donald Wayne, and I'm the long in the tooth half of the regular Trice Talk hosting duo. And, and despite that I do manage to carry a thought to completion most of the time, I found that to be very useful when uh, doing these mini pod shows, especially since I'm solo. Anyway, welcome to um, to mini pod for tonight. It's been a busy new uh, busy news day again today. Uh, a lot going on, and I'm going to try to uh, share some things with you tonight. I've got a special message at the end of the show, uh, if I can get that in in time, if I can, uh, if I can be good and, and, and manage my time correctly and get, get these uh, stories in quick enough. I'll share some uh, stuff that I need to share with you at the end of the show. Anyway, there, there's so many things going on in our country and around the world right now that I had a hard time choosing just two subjects that I wanted to talk about tonight. You ever had that problem? I, I thought I should talk about the development in Georgia, you know, of the 2020 vote controversy, which uh, some new information came out today that there are just under... 35,000 ballots in question at this time. Now, that's that's in one area. That has, uh, I don't believe that has anything to do with the uh, voting recount that's supposedly going on in Fulton County. This, I believe this is separate from that issue. I, at least I hope so. Um, but anyway, at this point, the article... Um, that I'm going to refer to here in a moment says that there's 10,000 ballots that have been confirmed as illegal votes. Now this is according to an article uh, on newsmax.com by Sandy Fitzgerald as stated on newsmax uh, 
Wake Up America show. I've never seen that show. And uh, evidently, state representative, uh, that's Georgia state representative, Jody Heiss was on there being interviewed. And he is a Republican that has come out to challenge the current secretary of state, uh, Brad uh, Raspenberger, uh, you know, which is a Republican. But, you know, he got a lot of criticism after last year's uh, vote in Georgia. But um, anyway, so Jody Heiss says this is about people who moved out of a county into another county in Georgia and went back and voted in the county that they moved from. And he's saying that you cannot do that in Georgia, that it is either against the rules or uh, he doesn't say illegal. He doesn't use the word illegal in, in the article that I read, but he just says you can't do that. So I'm assuming it's either illegal or it's against the rules. So those votes that uh, they have found that that is an issue with, they should not have been counted last year. So right now he says there's 10,000 that they've identified, but there's another 25,000 votes in question that they're still going to have to review. Now remember, Biden won Georgia by just a little over 11,000 votes last year's election. Hmm. So if those 35,000 votes all appear to be illegal or shouldn't have uh, been taken, counted more or less, does that mean... uh, Biden should have won Georgia. I'm mean, Biden. I'm sorry. Oh, mercy me. Trump should have won Georgia. Gives you something to think about. We'll have to see how the remainder of those 25,000 votes go, but it's certainly going to raise some eyebrows. Is it going to change the results of the election? Is Biden going to be booted out? No. We just want to get the facts, ma'am just the facts. And that's for all you old Dragnet fans, the TV series, which there's probably no one listening to this podcast that ever even saw Dragnet, even though I, I believe, I believe Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks remade that movie. Gosh, I don't know, 20 years ago or so may have the wrong actors on there, but I think they remade it anyway. So that was one of the things that I thought I could talk about, one of the subjects. But then I thought, well, maybe I should talk about the FBI asking citizens to report extremism among family and friends, as was reported on Newsmax.com by Theodore Bunker today. Theodore Bunker. Bunker Hill. Okay. Over the weekend, the Bureau released a call for Americans to report suspicious behaviors and signs of mobilization to violence in an effort to prevent homegrown violent extremism. You know, like that which happened on January the 6th this year at the Capitol, right? Anyway, the FBI included links for citizens to help determine what is considered suspicious behaviors. 
I like the one about conducting an attack or traveling overseas to join a foreign terrorist organization. I mean, do you really need to tell people, true American patriots, that these are suspicious behaviors? Maybe this information is directed at, uh, you know, those radical liberals that you really have to kind of spell things out for. And oh yeah, the sites remind everyone that people subscribing to some kind of white supremacist type ideology is certainly the biggest chunk of that threat to our nation. Now, I'll say here, I'm going to step away a second and say here, I'm not against the concept of people being aware of what their neighbors are doing or people being aware of what their family members are doing. And, you know, certainly if, if they're uh, going, if you know for a fact they're going to meetings where uh, people are planning such um, threats to this country, uh, overthrowing the government or, or something extreme or causing violent acts or, you know, uh, any, anything of that nature that you know is wrong and should not be allowed to happen in this country. I have no problem with people reporting that. I'd be the first one to raise my hand if I knew of somebody who was doing something of that nature. But the thing about it that bothers me is I, I'm, I think if you, you read the article, you may come away with a feeling like they're really pointing the finger at white people, number one, since they're calling, you know, a, a lot of white people uh, white supremacists in this country or racists for sure. So I think they're pointing the finger at the opposing party. I think they're looking, not looking at liberals, but they're looking at conservatives and Republicans because we all know in this country that's the biggest threat to our nation's security is radical conservatives in this country. Well, so that was another subject that I thought I would talk about, and I really thought it deserved, you know, uh, a fair amount of attention. But then I thought, well, I saw this uh, story today on the news a couple of times about Texas, and how could I not talk about the Texas Democrats and the Texas state legislature that ran away from the state on Monday, today, and flew to Washington, D.C. to stop the legislature from passing new voting laws to tighten things up in the state. This is the second time these chicken chit, and for those of you who had a hard time understanding that last word, I said chit, C-H-I-T. So these chicken chit lawmakers have run away from a session this year. This is the second time they did this just not long ago. I don't, I believe it was in June, but they're doing this. So they, uh, uh to avoid having a quorum in the state, uh, legislature, which would prevent them from taking a vote on anything that's, uh, being proposed. Uh, any laws that are being proposed in the legislature. And since the Republicans control the legislature in Texas, that was their last desperate move. 
Um, so, you know, by doing that, then obviously they couldn't vote uh, and, and pass the uh, new voting laws, which would have surely happened if the Democrats had stayed in town. The funny thing is these legislators say that they will remain and they've got, I don't know if I mentioned they, they went to Washington, D.C., but they say they're going to remain in D.C. for several weeks to avoid having to vote on on the voting reform law. Now, this was a special session that was uh, called by the Texas governor, Greg Abbott. And, uh, you know, since they bailed on him last month when the governor swore that he was going to call a special session, which he did, and their only solution was to get the hell out of Dodge so they wouldn't be available to vote. Now, if they'd stayed in the state, the uh, I understand, and again, this is my understanding of the Texas law, that the governor could have required uh, law enforcement to go round these people up and bring them to the Capitol or put them in jail and force them to either have to deal with voting on the legislation uh, before the state or face some jail time. In retaliation, <laughs> okay, so... Here, the governor's called a special session. The Democrats have got the hell out of Dodge. So in retaliation, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, has said that he will keep calling special sessions through next year, if necessary, until the Democrats come back and do their elected duty. Of course, these Democrats could face arrest, like I say, if they do return to the state uh, I, I doubt seriously that the governor would want to have them arrested unless they just refuse to come in and do their job. <laughs> of course, these assholes are continuing to get paid, even though they're failing to do their job. And, well, I can only imagine what the stories would be like if the tables were reversed and, you know, Republicans, you know, ran out of the state, got got out of the state in order to avoid having to to uh, vote on some legislation that uh, the Democrats would be surely, surely uh, capable of passing. What do you think the criticisms would be? Everybody on the left-wing media would be talking about how these Republicans are not doing their sworn duty to the state, their sworn duty to the people who elected them to that office. Yeah, they'd be criticizing them up and down, calling them all kinds of names. Well, I heard a few comments about uh, these Democrats, and people are praising them for having the, uh, oh gosh, what was the word they used? Um, I want to say strength of character, or they were not afraid of ridicule, or some, some BS kind of phrasing, you know. Anyway, they're praising them for standing up for their principles, praising them for standing up for their principles. Have you ever, ever, ever heard the left-wing media praise a Republican for anything of substance? Republicans are never principled when they disagree with something and they vow to fight against something only liberals are principled in this country. That is a fact that we have learned in the last five years that there are no principles on the Republican side of the coin. There are no principles when it comes to 
uh, conservatives and uh, their ideals in this country. Only liberalism, liberalism, uh, that's even hard for me to say, uh, is principled in this country. Only the people who fight for those values are the ones that get, you know, all the praise in this country, at least from the left wing media. And I'll say it again since I haven't, well, I said it the other night, but fake news media. And the more I watch them, even since Trump's been gone, these people, I guess they, they, they got their muscles under four years of Donald Trump. And, and now they've realized that they can say just about anything they want to say. And nobody can do anything about it in this country. Nobody even attempts other than, you know, these radical Republicans or radical conservatives. But going back to the thing about the the uh, Democrats running with their tails tucked behind them to get out of the state so they can avoid being forced to to uh, show their opposition to these new well, they're really not leaving to show their op- uh, to avoid it showing their opposition. They're they're leaving so they don't have the. that the Republicans don't have the ability to pass this legislation. To me, this is just another example of worthless. I'm going to say worthless and capitalize every letter of that word, politicians taking our money and then failing to do what they have been hired. Yes, I said hired. These, oh gosh, I almost said a word. These people have been hired. We call it voting in this country, but that's the same thing. They've been hired. Unfortunately, unlike being hired, unless you're in a union job, well, I guess being a politician is almost like a union job. You put them in office and then you can't get rid of them until you vote again, the next voting cycle. But what what is it that most employers do to employees that fail to do their job? Or at least it was, you know, in my experience throughout my working lifetime, that was the that was the golden rule. You didn't do your job, you got fired. If you don't do the things that that employer hired you to do, you got fired. Unfortunately, with uh, politicians, you know, it's not that easy, even though it is the same thing. We hired them to do a job. They failed to do their job, yet we had to put up with their sorry asses until it's time to vote again. And then some of us really aren't sharp enough to remember all the things that they promised to do that they didn't do, and we go around and we vote for them again. Or we feel sorry for them because, well, you know, they were in the minority and they just really didn't have the strength to get the stuff done, but they're going to work harder if you'll send them back another four years. It's time, as far as I'm concerned, that we apply the logic to our elected, which means hired, in our case, officials. We've got to apply logic. We've got to fill out that report card. We've got to decide whether these people are capable of doing what we send them there to do, what we pay them to do. Like if I were living in Texas right now, 
because I'm not paying for the salaries of these morons that have run to Washington, D.C., hoping that Joe Biden can help them out. I think one of them said something about, well, we want to see if we can uh, help push that SR1 bill or uh, HR1 bill, well, it's SR1 now, and, and get get uh, voting in this country, at least uh, national elections, uh, get them controlled by the federal government. They think that's the solution for their problem of having to put up with Republicans being elected. Now, of course, that wouldn't solve their problem in Texas because the states, the, the one thing that this, this bill will not do is it will not have any control over or, or the bill, the SR1, HR1, will not have any control over uh, statewide elections, although it will have uh, jurisdiction over redistricting in these states. Now, I'm not sure if it would affect state officials and so forth, uh, but yeah, no, they they want to they they think they can solve their problem by getting Joe Biden and giving the Democrats a shot in the arm and say, hey, we support you. Let's get this voters legislation they want to do away with the filibuster you know they're demanding that they get rid of the filibuster that they have the guts to go ahead and do that so they can pass the voting uh federal voting laws and uh, and they think that's going to solve their problem i say enough is enough people you know if i were a citizen of texas and and my tax dollars was paying your salary I'd be, I'd be marching on the Capitol building, protesting, holding signs with all of the names of these worthless pieces of shit that run out of the state and fail to do their job only because they knew they were going to lose. They couldn't win. So like the cowards they are, they decided to get out of the state. They're trying to interfere with the, the natural process of things in this country. As, it, it should be evident to everybody that liberals, Democrats, are at the point in this country now, it's becoming that they're going to do anything that they need to do in order to win, in order to permanently block Republicans from having any say or control in this country from to to block conservatives from having any say or control in this country. They're basically wanting to do away with the two-party system and let's have one party rule, their rule, and if we don't like it, tough crap. Now I'm gonna say it, tough shit. Or shit. And you know, then I'm, I'm looking at the news and I'm saying, I, I see what's going on in Cuba. And, and how could I do a mini pod without mentioning the protests going on in Cuba where people are demonstrating for freedom like, like we're supposed to have in this country? It should be a wake-up call for all of the radical liberals in this country who think we would be better off with communism or socialism in other words, we'd better be better off looking like Cuba or Russia or China or anyone else but who we are. 
And and the, the amazing thing is Cuban protesters are seen carrying American flags at their own peril. They're risking their lives in that country carrying American flags. Flags. They're risking their lives in that country even protesting. And even though the, the, the Cuban government may not come out there and start shooting people, and you can bet that, that a number of people that they can identify, there's going to be repercussions to those people for embarrassing the Cuban government and protesting against the Cuban government. So Cuban protesters are seen carrying American flags. American left-wing protesters are seen carrying BLM signs, Antifa signs, defund the police signs, and burning American flags instead of holding them up proudly. Maybe, maybe all of the Americas, maybe all of the America the capitalism-hating liberals should trade places with those people in Cuba. Those people, you know, that they know what America truly represents, at least in their eyes. I'm sure the Cuban government would probably welcome you America-hating hypocrites with open arms. And think about it. In Cuba... You wouldn't even have to change a thing to get all that crap you think you want to see happen here. Of course, you know, the economy sucks there, so you might uh, you might have to give up some of your luxuries in this country that you take for granted. But, you know, government-wise, socialism-wise, hey, it's already there. Also, you liberals are already proficient and blaming other people for everything you don't like in this country. So you'd be in great company in Cuba because they are blaming America for their problems right now. Cuba hates America. You hate America. Looks like a match made in heaven to me. That kind of move would certainly make you happy. I know a lot of us America first folks would really love to see you happy somewhere anywhere else but here. Come on, folks, think about it and even swap. You give up your citizenship in this country that you seem to hate, that you seem to think there's nothing uh, uh, salvageable about, and go down to Cuba, and all those people in Cuba that want to be here and this free country where they have an opportunity, they see in their eyes, they've seen their relatives come to America and prosper and have opportunities. So they want to come here and take advantage of that or be a part of that, I should say. Take advantage sounds like, you know, it's not a good deal. But they want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of a freedom-loving nation that allows you to use your own devices to prosper or fail. So they want citizenship. You don't want citizenship in the America that we have today. So give it up, go down there, and we'll just make it even swap. 
How about that? And like I say, it'd be a lot less effort for you, although you'll have to get accustomed to a different kind of uh, lifestyle. Uh, all of you uh, liberals that uh, are living in the lap of luxury and enjoying all the benefits of living in this country, yet you hate the damn government, you hate conservatives, you hate religion. It'll be a little bit way of a different way of living down there, but you know, hey, think about it. Be a whole lot easier. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I just so I, I thought about all these things that I that I, I felt like I should talk about tonight, and I couldn't really decide which ones were, you know, the most important to me. But I guess I've talked about all of them now, so I don't really have to decide, do I? Hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm, uh, I'm pushing at the end of my 30 minute here. And, um, I want to take a few minutes. I, I have, I have a couple of things to say, and I, I, this is just for the people who actually may listen to this podcast before uh, tomorrow night's podcast, which is typically live with myself and Dennis Lee. And, oh, yes, by the way, Dennis Lee is returning tomorrow night. Uh, I talked with him today, and he's feeling much better. In fact, I think he's returning to work his regular job tomorrow, uh, but he will be joining me again tomorrow night and uh, he'll be at the microphone and we'll be doing Tuesday night's show together. However, uh, we've been talking about this uh, for a, a while, uh, Dennis Lee and myself, and uh, for a, several reasons, which I won't go into all of them now since I've, I've run into my uh, my self-imposed time limit on the show. We've decided that we're going to stop doing live shows for a while. Uh, it's just one of the many things that we're 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 uh, trying to do right now in an effort to allow us to have more time to focus on the content of our shows. Which I, I know some of you that listen to Tristalk, you also do your own podcast and and and. Uh, I guess most of you do live shows and and I can't speak for y'all, but for us, you know, we feel like sometimes when we're doing the live shows, uh, we can't really give the attention to those of you who come in and, and join us in the show in the, in the chat room and make comments. And, and we have difficulty sometimes being able to recognize everybody that comes in because we do, the, the, the style of show that we do where we're generally presenting articles and discussing articles, uh, it's difficult to get through that and then try to stop and say, Hey, you know, thanks BP for coming into the show or thanks just duck or thanks slightly. So we, we feel like that we can't do a good job of that. And, and we truly want to recognize and show appreciation to those of you who have listened to our show or who come into our chat room 
and, and chat with us and make comments on on the different issues that we're talking about. We we thoroughly enjoy that and and we appreciate that, and we don't always feel like we're able to uh, one participate in some of the chat that gets generated during the show. And we just feel like that's it would be better not to have that than to have people in the show and we can't give them the attention that they truly deserve for taking their time for being with us. So that's one of the major reasons that we're going to stop doing live shows for at least for the foreseeable future. But then again, we could change our mind after a week. You never know. Um, so that's that's the ma- the major news that I uh, I have to give you tonight is that we're we're going to stop doing live shows for a while except we are trying to uh get something set up where we can start doing maybe one live show a week on um on Facebook like we tried to do last month um <laughs> which it's I uh, you know uh, we, we got some actually positive comments about what we tried to do that night and, and some people considered it to at least be entertaining. Um, but we want to do a better show than that. We want to have everything run as smoothly as possible and, and, and give you quality content if we're going to be on camera and, and, and ask you to spend that time with us. So, uh, there is a very good possibility that we will be using that as our live platform rather than trying to use Podbeam. And honestly, you know, there, we've had so much, so many problems with Podbeam here recently, and um, trying to do these live shows that that that's another issue for us as well. And of course, even though um, trolls do add to the uh, engagement numbers for the night. They honestly aren't worth it when you consider some of the foul things these morons, you know, type in there. And I think about it sometimes, you know, if if, if certain people were in the room. I know a lot of you who listen to podcasts or are accustomed to uh, explicit podcasts and maybe are not easily offended by some of the stupid-ass comments that are made by trolls that come into our show. but. Um, I, I I think about sometimes people that might be in the show that might be offended by some of the stupid things that these morons post, that these people that don't have a life of their own, so they want to come in and disrupt somebody else's show who's trying to do something good and something nice uh, and something that's entertaining for the people that do spend the time to listen to us. So uh, that part we won't miss. But, yeah, so... You know, we, we really are going to miss, you know, the, the interactions with some of you who are, are frequent, uh, who frequent our uh, Trice Talk live podcast. And, and that's really a tough decision for us to know that we're not going to be able to have that interaction with, with you people. But, um, you know, again, we're still working on stuff and we may find uh, that we want to do maybe 
one of the shows live a week or two of the shows live a week, but we're just, for now, we're just going to discontinue all the live shows until we can regroup and think about what will help us make a better show and give you something entertaining and, and informative and yet allow us to be the best that we can be through the process. So uh, one other thing, uh, quickly, we're going to drop the Wacky Wednesday show because what we're trying to do is alter, which we had it kind of that way. We we originally started out Sunday, uh, I think it was Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, then we thought we would add one more show a week and, and do the schedule we have now, which is Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we drop Friday because we figured that's date night or, or whatever for people. And, you know, that wasn't always one of our bigger nights anyway. But uh, Dennis Lee's job has is, is gotten busy. Mine is, is busy, and it's just going to be easier for us to, to go back to a Monday, uh, Tuesday, and Thursday schedule for now. Now I will continue doing, I'll probably pick up uh, Wednesday as a mini pod. And I'm going to try to convince Dennis Lee when he's available to, to maybe join me for some of those mini pods uh, when he can and, and do a, a co thing. But of course, you know, in 30 minutes, it's kind of hard for two people to, to uh, get a lot in there, but we're looking at those kind of things, but we'll still fill those time slots with some trice talk or mini pod material. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And we'll probably talk about it again tomorrow night, but if any of you are regular listeners and you're listening to this podcast tonight, I just want to give you a little heads up that we will not be live tomorrow night. And, um, that is why. Now, if any of you would like to participate in these, um, non-live shows. Uh, we do have the means. Podbeam gives us the means where if you'll, you know, if, if we have your email address, we can send you invitations to join the show. And um, basically like a private party kind of thing, okay? So if you're interested in doing that on occasion, and we can always put you, give you an invite to the show you do not have to participate just because you get an invite. It's not a requirement, but it'll give you the opportunity to come in if you would like to do so. So if any of you want to think about that, uh, some of you, I have your email addresses because of, of you winning some contests. And uh, any of those, any of you who have not ever shared your email with us, if you would like to do that and say, hey, I would like to be on the invite list for your private shows, quote, um, be more than happy to put you on that list. Uh, and again, you do not have to, to come in just because you are on that list. It just gives you the ability to come in if you would like to. So that's the way it's going to be for a little while. And I don't know how long, but, um, uh, we will miss the interaction with you guys who, um, who are regulars to regular visitors to our show. And, and we will miss that greatly. And, uh, but you know, we're still working on things. There's things that we're going to, 
to do, be doing in the next month or so. And we're also, I'll just give you a little heads up. We're looking to uh, take our show away from Podbeam uh, as far as being the production side. We, we're desperately looking for a place that would be right for our kind of podcast. Uh, we'll still continue to to post them on Podbeam, so we'll still continue to have that as an outlet for those of you who like to use the Podbeam to 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 um, to uh, have access to our shows, but we're we're desperately trying to find something that's a good fit for us uh, that we can start producing the shows on another site, um, and, and give us the ability more flexibility to do the things that we want to do with the show. All right, so I've um, taken up another ten minutes of your time, but I just felt like it was important. And hopefully it'll reach some of you and you'll know not to look for us live tomorrow night. But certainly send me an email if you would like to um, to uh, participate. And the email address will be, if you do not know it already, if you've never communicated with us, it will be posted on the Podbeam site with the episode when I post this uh, shortly. So we're, we're looking to grow. We're, we're, we're not done tweaking our show and we're not done doing uh, some things that we have not been able to do yet that we want to do. And uh, we're still working towards that goal. Um, like I said, we want to be informative. We want to be entertaining. Uh, we'd like to be one of those shows that you guys uh, look forward to hearing when you have the opportunity. Uh, and, um, we'd love for you to share that with, uh, your friends and family, anybody that might be interested in the kind of stuff that we do on TriStop. All right. So let me, uh, do this. Let me, let me find my closing. Um, nah, I guess I'll just make it easy on me tonight. I'll just put that theme song back in there but um, thanks for joining me on this mini pod tonight I really do appreciate you spending time with me and just remember at Trice Talk we pay attention stay safe everybody
Thank <laughs> you.